Lenses to Passion of the Business Mirror, and this is the Brother Look Podcast. Good day. Welcome to Business Mondays with BM, a segment of the Business Mirror Brother Look Podcast that tackles the performance of the Philippine stock market. The Business Mondays with BM podcast is based on the stock market outlook story written by Business Mirror reporter BG Kabog and comes out every Monday. Today we podcast week 38 of the stock market outlook for September 19, 2022 to September 23, 2022. The information in this podcast should not be misconstrued as investment or financial advice. Business Mirror would not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. For the text version, please go to the company section of the Business Mirror website and the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. Share prices slightly fell last week as the market was down almost throughout the week as the local burst mimicked Wall Street's performance after U.S. inflation missed consensus target. The benchmark Philippine Stock Exchange Index fell 57.23 points to close at 6,548.77 points. The main index was up last Monday but went down for four straight sessions. Trading volume was lackluster for most of the week except on Friday when buying activity surged to 14.9 billion pesos. The average trading value for the week reached 6.81 billion pesos with foreign investors cornering 60% of the trade and who were net buyers at 1.12 billion pesos. Other sub-indices ended on the red with the exception of the services index that gained 18.06 points to close at 1,695.09 points. The broader all shares index lost 32.06 to close at 3,474.41. The financials index dropped 15.79 to close at 1,590.84. The industrial index plunged 343.74 to close at 9,485.15. The holding firm's index slipped 1.66 to close at 6,364.03. The property index shed 16.93 to close at 2,918.01. And the mining and oil index declined 344.58 to close at 11,277.51. For the week, losers edge gainers 143 to 73 and 30 shares were unchanged. The top gainers were MRC Allied Incorporated, Forum Pacific Incorporated, Leisure and Resorts World Corporation, Manila Bulletin Publishing Corporation, Asia Best Group International Incorporated, Premier Horizon Alliance Corporation and Oriental Petroleum and Minerals Corporation B. The top losers, on the other hand, were Keppel Philippines Holdings Incorporated A, Manila Broadcasting Company, Abacor Capital Holdings Incorporated, Bogo Medellin Milling Company Incorporated, Long Denison Corporation, Vulcan Industrial and Mining Corporation, and Lodestar Investment Holdings Corporation. 
Air prices may further fall this week as the U.S. Federal Reserve is expected to raise its rates by another 75 basis points during its meeting on September 20 and September 21. Broker 2 Trade Asia said the fixed income market is quickly pricing in the inflation story and the protracted inflation up to 2023 can push the Fed hike benchmark rates above 4%. The broker said it is very likely that the Banco Central in Filipinas will mirror this hawkishness, albeit gentler, for fear of a hard landing. The broker said the materially higher yields in debt securities take some shine away from equities, especially at a time when some sectors, by their nature, will take some earnings per share erosion from higher cost of debt. However, for the Asian Development Bank, the Banco Central ng Pilipinas is now considered the most aggressive central bank in the region in terms of hiking policy rates leading to an increase in the country's two-year bond yields. In its latest Asia Bond Monitor, the Manila-based multilateral development bank said the yields increased by an average of 74 basis points for bonds with maturities of two years or less. The Asian Development Bank said the largest increase in yields were in one-year tenor bonds at 134 basis points, followed by the six-month tenor at 111 basis points. The Asian Development Bank said the rise in yields at the shorter end of the curve was largely driven by the monetary policy tightening stance of the Banco Central ng Pilipinas. The bank said the Banco Central ng Pilipinas has become the most aggressive central bank in the region raising rates consecutively since May for a total of 175 basis points. The moves were largely in response to rising inflationary pressure. However, there was a decline in yields for bonds whose maturities reached three years or longer. The Asian Development Bank said the yield curve flattened. The spread of the 10-year over the two-year maturity fell from 262 basis points on June 15. 232 basis points on August 15. This, the Asian Development Bank noted, was the largest decline among emerging East Asia's bond markets. The bank said the outstanding stock of local currency bonds totaled $194.3 billion at the end of June. The Asian Development Bank said the decline in yields for longer-term bond maturities was largely due to market expectations that the U.S. Federal Reserve would adjust its monetary policy tightening stance to be less aggressive. The bank said the Philippines continued to suffer from negative investor sentiment, leading to foreign investor outflows from its stock market each month from March to July. For the January to July period, the Philippines also recorded negative outflows from its government bond market, though positive inflows were noted in the months of May, June, and July. This led the Philippine peso to depreciate significantly versus the U.S. dollar by 9.1% year-to-date through August 24, the Asian Development Bank said. Meanwhile, the Asian Development Bank said the long-term bond yields in emerging East Asia declined between June 15 and August 24 amid mounting risk and a dimming economic outlook even as financial conditions eased modestly. The Asian Development Bank said yields of 10-year lower currency government bonds dropped while yield curves flattened.
Both are typically signals that investors expect slower economic growth. Currencies in the region continue to depreciate against the U.S. dollar amid a weaker outlook. Market optimism over a milder U.S. Federal Reserve tightening supported a modest improvement in financial conditions, ADB Chief Economist Albert Park said. But this seems to have been short-lived as the Fed has been pretty clear in recent weeks that further interest rate hikes are likely. Park said financial conditions in the region may continue to tighten. Financial conditions in emerging East Asia eased moderately from mid-July to mid-August when equity markets rallied, risk premiums narrowed, and portfolio inflows returned amid speculation that the U.S. Federal Reserve would slow the pace of interest rate hikes. However, ongoing and renewed risks have continued to weigh down investor sentiment, including concerns about persistent inflation, faster-than-expected U.S. monetary tightening, lingering impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic, a greater-than-expected slowdown in the People's Republic of China, and the protracted fallout from the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The region's bond market saw record-high issuance in the second quarter of this year, driven mostly by China's efforts to stimulate the economy. Regional bond stock rose to $22.9 trillion at the end of June. Issuance in economies belonging to the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, or ASEAN, rose 10.3%, expanding the bloc's share of regional bond issuance to 17.5%. Meanwhile, Jafet Luis Tanchanko, Stocks Financials Incorporated Research Manager, said the market may see episodes of bargain hunting as it lies at attractive levels. However, the general mood is still expected to be bearish as investors price in another possible 75 basis point rate hike by the Fed to combat their still elevated inflation. Investors are also expected to watch out for the Banco Central and Filipinas who may also act aggressively amid the demand side risks to the country's inflation and the weakening of its local currency which also poses upside risks to the rise of general price level. Tanchanko said. Tanchanko said 75 basis point rate hike by the Fed, which puts more depreciation pressure on the peso, may lead to a 50 basis point rate hike by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, Tanchanko said. The local market's support is seen at 6,400 points and resistance at 6,600 points. For the stock picks, BDO Securities advise that given the uncertain macroeconomic backdrop, investors should consider quality names in consumer, banks, property, and conglomerates or sectors which it expects to still benefit from positive reopening dynamics and offer healthy earnings growth at reasonable valuations. The broker said several of these names are also trading at deep discounts or below book value and are good value recovery plays in their view. For the consumer sector, the broker said investors can look at Pure Gold Price Club Incorporated, Robinson's Retail Holdings Incorporated, and D&L Industries Incorporated. The shares of Pure Gold closed last week at 31 pesos and 35 centavos apiece. Robinson's retail at 62 pesos 
and DNL at 7 pesos and 53 centavos. BDO Securities also advised to place bets on Ayala Land Incorporated and Mega World Corporation for the property sector, while Alliance Global Group Incorporated, SM Investments Corporation, and GT Capital Holdings Incorporated are strong bets among the conglomerates. The shares of Ayala Land closed Friday at 28 pesos and 55 centavos, Mega World Corporation at 2 pesos and 28 centavos, AGI at 9 pesos and 42 centavos, SMIC at 871 pesos, and GT Capital at 507 per shares. And GT Capital at 507 pesos per share. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business Mirror Brotherhood Podcast. Please send us a message on Twitter with the hashtag BMPodcast. Many thanks to Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emmanuel Arcalas for the technical and sound editing. Many thanks also to Business Mirror reporter Kai Ordinario for the story on the Asian Development Bank. This is Dennis Estopasi of the Business Mirror asking you to stay safe, stay strong, and support each other. Thank you for listening.